Nobody likes taxes, especially while they're working. They always seem to take up a huge chunk of our paycheck. But what about when we retire? How do we need to plan for taxes when we're no longer working? That's today's topic, four common retirement planning questions all about taxes. Let's jump in. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Welcome into the My Retirement Clarity Podcast. I am your host, Lee Perkins. On today's show, I'm going to answer four common questions that I get mostly from pre-retirees, but sometimes even for folks who have just recently retired. And so the topic is one of our least favorite subjects, and that is taxes. And I say least favorite because most folks dread talking about taxes. But if, if we're not educated, I think we lose. And so that's the goal for today is to educate you about these, these common questions that I get from, from folks. And so let's go ahead and jump in. Question number one, am I going to have as many deductions in retirement as I did while I was working? You know, this is probably different for everybody, but generally speaking, I would say the answer is no. And this is mainly for one reason. While you are working, for the most part, the main deduction that someone gets in retirement is going to come from their contributions to their retirement accounts at work. And so once you retire, you're, you're no longer contributing to that retirement account. So you, you can't deduct that contribution from your income. So for example, let's say you're working and you were making $100,000 per year and you were contributing $15,000 to your 401k, you were able to deduct that $15,000 from your taxable income right off the bat. So you don't pay taxes which you're not paying taxes on that contribution right now when it goes into your 401k or your 403b or 457 or you know maybe you know just an IRA that you have. So instead of paying taxes today, you make the decision that you're going to pay taxes when you withdraw that money from your account at some point in the future. So that's why these accounts are called tax deferred accounts because you're deferring the taxes to a later date. Now, if, if you're self-employed, you are also able to have some other deductions that were related to your business. And a lot of times people will deduct travel expenses that, that may be business related, but a lot of times those turn into family vacations that can be written off as well. And of course, once you, you stop working, those deductions are likely going to go away. Another deduction that people may not have when they retire is is mortgage interest. And a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people have a goal of paying off their house before they retire. You know, of course, while they carried a mortgage, they were able to deduct a portion of, of that interest from their income while they had it. But if they the house is paid off in retirement, they can no longer do that. And another one that sometimes people mention to me are the minor tax benefits of having children at home. And of course, while you have kids at home, there are some tax advantages, mainly in the form of tax credits. 
But when you retire, hopefully those kids are out on their own financially independent. So you will lose that that benefit. Now, I would tell you if you are having kids just for the tax break, you're, you're going to lose that battle because, as you know, kids are very expensive and they are, in my experience, going to cost you way more then they're going to save you in in any kind of tax break as you raise them. The wardrobe expense for a 16-year-old girl far exceeds any kind of tax credit that my wife and I get at this point, and and it's not even close. Uh, So anyway, that's that's my my thoughts on uh, tax advantages for kids. So All right, number two, question number two. Are all of my retirement accounts taxed the same? Well, distributions from qualified retirement accounts like your your IRA, a traditional 401k or 403b, a 457b, what else am I leaving out? Maybe even a simple IRA in a, in a company plan. These are all going to be taxed as ordinary income when you draw the money out. So this income is, is going to be added to your other sources of, of income, maybe like a pension or, or something else. Um, and, and also, don't don't forget this income can even have an effect on your Social Security. And if you're me- meaning the portion of your Social Security, it's going to be taxable. So if you're working with a, a qualified financial planner or even a tax advisor, they can tell you how much of your Social Security is going to wind up being taxable. So in most instances, between 50 and 85 percent of your Social Security can be taxable. Now, this is the people that we work with. There are people that don't have their Social Security taxed because they're, they don't have other income sources. But most of our clients are having 50 to 85% of their Social Security show up as being taxable. Now, again, remember, this is just the portion that is taxable and not the tax rate. And sometimes people get this confused uh, and think they're paying 85% tax on their Social Security. That's not the case. You're just going to pay taxes on 85% of your Social Security. And this can be a little bit confusing. And this is a conversation I usually have about once every three or four months with, with people that, that just hear that 85% number and start to panic a little bit. The other type of account that people sometimes use to supplement income in retirement is called a non-qualified account, meaning non-retirement account. So even, even though it's not called a retirement account, people still use this for retirement income. So I thought it would be worth mentioning briefly here. So payouts from these accounts are usually going to be in the form of some type of dividend or some type of sale of an investment in the account. And these are subject to capital gains taxes and possibly state taxes, depending on the state that you live. So make sure you do your research there. Uh, again, depending on whatever your state is. So what about state taxes? Well, that's a good question. That leads me to question number three. Should I move to an income tax-free state? All right, so this is a really good question, and it's a a very common question. And I think years ago, it, it seemed like more and more people were making the decision to move to a state like either Florida or Tennessee or Texas simply because these places don't have a state income tax. And and I think that probably made sense for a lot of people. Uh, We even hear nowadays stories about athletes choosing to play in cities that are in in states that don't have a state tax because of the huge dollars that that they're dealing with. 
But now a lot of states have begun offering state tax exclusions for retirees, really in sort of an attempt to keep them from moving out of their state. So, for example, right here in Georgia, beginning at age 62, Georgia has an exclusion of a certain dollar amount of income that's not subject to Georgia state tax. And and once a retiree reaches age 65, as of right now, they can exclude about $65,000 of income per person. Now, they've still got to pay federal taxes, of course. They just don't have to pay state taxes on that income. And so here's something else to think about when, when you choose to move to a state like Florida or Tennessee or something like that. They've got to make up for that tax revenue somehow. So a lot of times they've got increased taxes on property. So if I'm a, a, um, a retiree and I'm considering either living in Georgia or Florida, and, and I'm going to do this because I want taxes to be the determining factor here, it's likely my overall tax bill could be less in Georgia than in Florida because of, of property taxes. And certainly this is not, not the case of, for everybody, of course, but it is for a lot of people. Now, if, if you want to live in Florida because the beaches are better than the, the beaches in Georgia, I would agree 100%. I can't argue with that. Uh, but if you want to, to move to Florida just to save on taxes, you may want to do a little bit more homework here. And of course, we haven't even factored in local taxes, and, and this could be something to consider as well. So just make sure there's there could be more for you to consider other than just federal and state taxes. Hey folks, Lee Perkins here. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know how much I hate taxes, and I know you probably do too. Our politicians are completely out of control. Their spending is off the chart, and you've got to be prepared for increasing taxes in the future. So we've written a book called Diffuse, Seven Steps to Protecting Your 401k or IRA from the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. You're going to want to grab a copy of this book and learn how you can protect yourself. Then you'll have to decide if you want to take action right now or if you'd rather wait until the IRS changes the rules of the game. Either way, the choice is yours. To get a free copy of the book, just text the word Diffuse to 478-475-2050. That's D-E-F-U-S-E to 478-475-2050. And we'll send you a free copy. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. All right, question number four. Is there a way to get tax-free income in retirement? All right, the simple answer to that question is yes. However, it can get a little bit complicated depending on the strategy that you choose to implement. All right. So the the first way to have a tax-free income in retirement is to have very very low income and really for a lot of people where uh, their only source of income is social security and maybe minimal withdrawals from retirement accounts. In many of these cases they they might actually pay no federal taxes. As a matter of fact, the number of people that don't even file a tax return is way higher than than you would think. So listen to these numbers. I did a little bit of research here. In 2020, there were 176 million individuals or families that were eligible to file a tax return. So 32 million of those 176 that were eligible didn't even file a return. So technically speaking, they've got a tax-free retirement. So that leaves 
about 144.5 million households. And of this 144 million, 76.1 million filers after deductions and credits paid zero income tax. So what we have now is less people paying more taxes. And I think that that trend is going to continue. And so this is why, for those of you who do pay taxes, I strongly, strongly encourage you to be aware of your long-term tax projection. So another way to have a tax-free retirement is to have your retirement income come from a tax-free account like a Roth IRA. Now remember, if you've got money in a Roth IRA and, and you follow all of the rules, you can withdraw from this Roth IRA without paying taxes because you paid taxes when the money went into the account. So in my opinion, this is really the, the best money that, that you can have as a Roth IRA that's been growing for a long time. And, and this is why I talk with people at length about Roth contributions and Roth conversions. Uh, it's something I'm very passionate about because I think at some point in the future, when taxes do increase, they're going to be very, very happy that they've got that Roth IRA that gives them a little bit of flexibility uh, when it comes to taxes in retirement. And another very popular way to get tax-free income is by using a life insurance policy. Now, I'm not going to go into a lot of details on this, but when you hear people on the radio or you see an ad or maybe a video on, on Facebook or YouTube and they use the phrase, be your own bank or do what Walt Disney did or use the strategies that the Rockefellers used, this is generally referring to some type of strategy using a life insurance policy. And, and this is done usually through policy loans from the cash value of that life insurance policy. So these policy loans don't show up anywhere on a tax return and they're not reported to the IRS in any way. So in, in essence, it is tax-free income. Is, is it something that everybody should consider? Probably not. But in the right situation and for the right person, it can be a very good way to hedge against increasing taxes in the future. But I think one of the most important variables in this strategy that people overlook all the time is time. You really need, you know, at least eight or 10 years for a policy to sort of bake before the numbers play out and work to your advantage. It could be more or it could be less for you, but just make sure you do a lot of homework on this before you, you jump in. Um, you got to have enough time in, in your plan to let this pay out. Um, to pay out to you in a tax-free way. If you want to start getting tax-free income in three years, you're probably not going to do a, a life insurance uh, strategy here. But one, one of the reasons that I, I do like this strategy, of course, because it not only gives you the ability to take you know the, the tax-free policy loans from this policy, but of course, there's a death benefit that is going to be passed to somebody tax-free. And of course, that is the best way to transfer wealth to somebody. And of course, as, as a bonus, if, if your policy is properly structured, that policy could also provide some long-term care benefits for you as well while you're still living. So again, just make sure you do your research and your homework before jumping into this. And if you've got questions about this strategy, uh, or maybe you know, you're interested in talking about any of the, the other ones, certainly, you could schedule a 15-minute phone call with me and we could talk through that. So there you have it, four 
common tax questions that I get from pre-retirees pretty much on a monthly basis. So again, if you want to talk about these questions or, or you want to learn a little bit more about how we can help you with your taxes in retirement, just go to www.talkwithlee.com and set up a 15-minute phone call with me and we'll see how we can help. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Lee Perkins here, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the show today. If you like our podcast, we would be honored if you would share the show with others. And one great way to do that is by posting the show to your social media pages or by just telling others about it. Either way, we would really appreciate it. And of course, if you do enjoy the show, we would appreciate it if you would give us a five-star review. And this certainly helps other people like you find our show. And if you want to learn a little more about our firm and how we help people have the best retirement they can possibly have, go check us out at www.myretirementclarity.com. There are a lot of great resources that you can access directly on the website. And of course, if you want to have a conversation with me, you can visit www.talkwithlee.com. And this will take you directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a 15-minute phone call so I can learn a little bit more about your situation. Of course, everybody is not a great fit for our firm, but if I think we can add value and put you in a better situation, I'll let you know and we can certainly talk about the next steps. So thanks again for tuning into the show and we'll catch you next time. Investment advisory services are offered by JL Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.